0: Hello and welcome to High Shelf Gaming Podcast. I'm the host, David Gillespie. Every week, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Wisneski, and we bring on guests to talk about role-playing games and board games and gaming conventions. If this is up your alley, feel free to download, listen, subscribe, and please rate us on iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also connect with us on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and join our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. It's a closed group, but click to join. We're friendly to everybody, and we'll get you added in. We also have a Discord server to talk games with us all you like. So lots of places for you to be connected. We've got our website, we've got the Facebook group, we've got Discord and Twitter. By all means, connect with us on any of these platforms as you like to stay informed and connected with the High Shelf Gaming community. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here with my partner in crime, the co-host with the most, Rich Wisneski.
1: Master of disaster, keeper of the Canadian tuxedo, here <laughs> on a great day to talk about some great topics.
0: Yes, yeah, so today- Namaste. Namaste, that's right. Today uh, we are rejoined by a good buddy of ours, Al. Welcome back to the show, Al.
2: Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Rich, for having me here. I do appreciate you guys always asking if I want to be part of this. It's a great thing. You podcasts are getting out there to the millions, I hear.
0: So glad to be part of it. That's right. It's no longer just our parents. Uh, We actually have a pretty good-sized audience and growing. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And Al, I think you were on our Gen Con Q&A with Heather, helping us uh, answer a bunch of questions for Heather. But will you kind of give everybody a sense of... Your history as a gamer and like kind of the games you like to play and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, just the background of me, you know, I started in D anD D shoot when I think I was about fourteen year or years old. So I've been about it for a while. And then about four years ago or three years ago now, uh, Larry, uh, who's been on here a couple times, day, brought me to Gen Con and got to meet all you fantastic people. So it's been fun. Really big in the Pathfinder, uh, also World of Warcraft. I do both sides of it, paper and the video, and nice. uh, just. True Dungeon's really hitting up really good too. Wait till you see that this year, Dave. You're gonna you're gonna be excited. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait.
0: One. I cannot wait. We talked a little bit, like kind of after Origins, how it went, and I cannot wait for us to talk about True Dungeon and what all the cool stuff they're doing there, and definitely play it myself at at Gen Con. So yeah.
2: Oh, it's exciting, man. You're gonna have a great time, man. It, it I can't even allude to it because I don't want to ruin the surprise because it was amazing.
0: That's cool. That's so cool. Okay, so, Al, tell us, what are we talking about on this episode?
2: We're going to talk about Pathfinder 2.0, Dave. The yes. New, that improved the best version of d and I've seen to date myself that I think I'm going to like. I really like wow. how it came about.
0: Wow, that's that's some really high praise. So you got to play it at Origins, right? Yes. Okay, and so this is kind of a sneak peek. So folks, the folks who are maybe not initiated... Pathfinder is another fantasy role-playing system. It kind of borrowed a lot from D&D 3.5 when it came out a few years ago. We already have an episode about that. We had our buddy Vlad on telling us all about the history of Pathfinder. Now they've got this beta test about to launch in August. But Rich and Al, both of you got a sneak peek at Origins. And let me tell you, we signed
1: up so we bought tickets
0: for this event
1: oh, yeah. and there was such activity around it that there was a line waiting every time there was a demo for people that a didn't show up for their spots. Cause I guess it sold out. Oh, so yeah. there, were, there were so many people excited to see this at origins that the demos were sold out. People were lining up and like, we, we saw when we went to play, you know, a line of 20 people, 25 and only four got in
0: wow yeah you know when we did our event registration for gen con the pathfinder events had just shown up and we a bunch of them we didn't get because they were already sold out and i saw on the gen con facebook group they were adding more events and they're sold out yet again
1: oh wow
0: so folks if you want to get in on the pathfinder beta test at gen con you got to want it. And you're going to have to sit there and kind of check out the the events. Now, there may be some more added now because I haven't really been paying too much attention the last couple of weeks, but that fits that you saw a line 20 something deep and only a couple got in.
2: That fits. Oh, definitely. And, and you got to keep an eye out because you remember when we did uh, the Gen Con buying, we didn't get a lot of tickets. And I went back in that same, like, an hour later and people dumped a bunch. So I was able to get a bunch more for our group. So you got to keep an eye on that. And it's very worth, worth doing. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's been amazing. It's a freaking awesome setup. I really can't uh, wait
0: till it comes out. So let's kind of set the stage a little bit. Um, Pathfinder first edition came out in like 2008. I think Vlad told us. So it's been 10 years and in 10 years, Game design just changes, man. People expect new things.
1: Oh, and it's 10 years of we're going to add this class that makes this a little different, and it's 10 years of, <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm repeating what I heard. I'm not a Pathfinder player, but as we sat at the table, the young lady that was running our, she was our GM, did, I think, a really good job giving someone like me an understanding of why 2o was big, and part of it was is there's 10 years of wait that yeah, they yeah. needed to cut through that they'd kind of built on and built on. And Al, you can probably, I don't know what, you know, was it very heavy after 10 years of new rules and new classes?
2: Oh, it, it's gotten ridiculous. I mean, if anyone uses Hero Lab on the iPad, I mean, I just recently started oh, that's DM, right. You DM guys mentioned one.
1: you have to use an app almost to build your darn characters.
2: Uh, almost. I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, it, it's, want just, to include it's everything. very helpful. Yes. Uh, it's just so you have everything, but it's gotten so crazy that uh, I actually, um, we, we game with one guy and, uh, you know, he's always got all the new stuff and all that crap. And I actually just started DMing one. I said, listen, we're just doing straight core rule book. And that's it. We're not oh. doing anything else and nothing extra because it just got, you know, you, you got all these different classes like shamans that are throwing, you know, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. There's monks, there's everything. There's so much stuff. If anyone remembers second edition, whenever they started the warrior compendium, mm-hmm. the rogue compendium. Oh, yeah. The this compendium, the that compendium, the, you know, just all those different books. And then it's like, okay, I, I can now use this with that and that and the other thing. And then I hit one time and everything's dead, you know? So it just got, it's gotten a little bit overwhelming. So I think there's, I'm calling this like a reset, and I think that's even what that dm said too, right rich
1: it may yes i I believe so yeah. In, yeah in in a in a general vague idea because i you know I'm not too sure um she was not necessarily trying to be the spokesmouth for uh Pathfinder games, you know, Pazio. but they definitely had a debriefing. Well, it- before they went to run these events, and they gave these folks some ideas, you know, about how to explain this to some players. And I think they did a really good job of saying, hey, we're, we're getting back to, I'm going to say we're getting back to our roots. Again, now I'm, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing for a paraphrase of a paraphrase. <laughs> so we're playing the telephone yeah. game here. But she, you know, gave me the definite impression that, hey, this is a little bit of, let's get back to our roots, let's clean things up because we learned some things at year seven and year eight that were really great, that are better than year two. And so let's kind of go with those and lead forward. And then there was even some things that she didn't know about that were there. Like I'm going to mention the word, there was a perception check with a, with mine was, mine was a like a plus two perception check. And I said, what's that based on? And she goes, I don't know yet.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and this you know, is all watching- so new. This is all so new that these rules aren't even published yet. So yeah. she probably didn't Perfect. have published rules. They were probably like, right. here's the sheets. Here's yep. how you play it. And we're not going to give it to you until August.
1: Yes. And we used the perception check. So I know what it was used for. But how you built it and got to it, they didn't really cover. So uh, there's there was still a lot of, I'm sure, Al, there's still a lot of want after that demo
2: session. Right? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God. I'm just, I'm tromping at the bit, just waiting for it. I'm like, come on, let August come about. Yeah. I, I just, I'm so ex- excited about it because, um you know, like you said, you know, just touching base on the whole perception thing, you know, just trying to remember everything that we did there you know what really intrigued me is like she said is if you if you go into a cave and there's like these arcane etchings and stuff on the wall then it just might be that the the perception check's going to be on intelligence base for the caster because it's arcane-ish. Oh. however at the same time the rogue's trying to sneak in there So his perception check might be off of his dexterity. Oh, interesting. Interesting.
1: interesting. I quit listening at that point.
0: (laughs) That's kind of interesting. What a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So I
2: I hate to do this to you, um, but since we're talking about this and one real big thing about it, which was a fun listen, uh, one of your competitors or one of your like minded people, Glass Cannon actually has a four part series. Of uh, the Pathfinder playtest, also, Ooh. which is really awesome to listen to. I mean, it, it's funny. It's a good time. <laughs> you, uh,
1: point out there is no competition to the Canadian Tuxedo
2: King. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, you well, you they're know, just
1: they're just like minded folks. We should throw it down in our uh, show notes. Glass Cannon, did you say?
2: Yeah, Glass Cannon. Uh, they have. If you just Google Glass Cannon Pathfinder playtest, it'll come up. Uh, great listen! I freaking rolled. I was laughing so hard listening to that crap.
0: That's cool. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, amazing. And really, I should say, you know, we we listen to all kinds of podcasts and we list them on Twitter. So if you guys follow us on Twitter, I've got a listing of all the podcasts that we talk about pretty regularly. So yeah, I mean, this is a this is all Greenfield man. There's no competition here. We love our right, awesome, our, our awesome. fellow nerds in uh, in podcasting. Um, so just a couple of things to mention: they are bringing back Wayne Reynolds who did all of the original art. So all the really great character art that really set Paizo and set Pathfinder apart, they're bringing him back to do a bunch of character stuff. So the art is going to look great. So that's going to be really cool. One of the other things is that this Pathfinder playtest book is going to be like 400 pages. So if you pre-ordered the book, (laughs) you're going to get a giant book in the
2: mail. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. I know, uh, I know Larry and I believe Craig both, uh, pre-ordered it and i probably may i i might i might do so as well i probably will
0: i mean you'll get the PDFs for free it's a question of whether or not you get the physical copy in hand
2: now to kick it off and i'm
1: just going to bring up this this is you know i'm going to i'm going to kick it off with the idea that when we sat down and and went through our character sheets and looked at rules and stuff but i'm going to kind of go with she started to talk right and Mm -hmm. explain what was going on and one of the things I found interesting was she talked about three phases. A narrative phase, mm. exploration phase, and there was an encounter phase. So myself, I was a little confused because I heard the phases. And I'm like, that sounds like playing DD. and you, you read stuff, you explore, and then you fight, right? You kind of boom, 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 boom. So what had happened in Pathfinder that they had to say, here's my whip. Watch we got these three phases now, and you play through them. Does, did, did, does that ring any bell, or am I putting too much importance in that?
2: No, no, I, I recall that. And I, and I think you asked that question there of um, why did that have to come apart, or why is that being emphasized so much now? And I, I really think it's to put the role-playing back into the game, because um, I think that's a, a lost art form. In some situations, a lot of it's just straight hack and slash, so I think they're trying to Ooh. get role-playing re-entered into the D&D uh, Pathfinder situation. Ah, okay. I, I do recall that, and the reason I say that's why I feel what it is is, you know, basically I think of it as like downtime. So you're on your downtime, you're doing a little menial jobs in your city, you're getting paid for it. Kind of if you played any of the uh, Pathfinder Society, when you're done with a an adventure, you rolled your dice and you got paid gold for your job that you had. Ooh. And so I think they're going to reintroduce that into the Pathfinder Society of Pathfinder
0: 2.0. I don't really know. I don't have any insight. Hold on. And, and actually, this yeah. in the FAQ, they talk a little bit about Pathfinder Society. One of the questions is, can I take my old character from first ed and convert it to second ed? Ooh. Answer's mm. no. You gotta start over. Good Thank God. Good. Get all these people to learn that their characters can die. <laughs> yeah. You know, it sounds it almost sounds like these three phases almost sounds like um in in um you know computer gaming when you have combat mode, like your character's wandering mm-hmm. along and you're doing stuff, and then all of a sudden there's combat mode and the screen changes. Is that kind of how the three phases felt like you were in, you were in a certain mode of the game and then you went oh, into a new phase and now you're in a different mode of the game.
2: And that that was just it. like, to me um, you know, kind of being explained was okay. So you're, you're in your city doing your stuff, but Hey, all of a sudden someone says, Hey, can you go um, would you go look into the local magistrate? So, you know, you get into his office at night, this is your downtime. Uh, and you're looking around and you're, you're, you're doing a little bit of investigating. Now you're into the exploration mode where you're exploring this office and um, you, you're just checking things out. And then all of a sudden someone comes in, then you're in that combat mode. That's kind of how I remember it being explained a little bit of, um, you know, that I don't really know that it's really going to be a huge deal with the different modes. Um, I, I think, I, I I'm yet to, yet to get my exact answer out on that, because when we played it, it felt almost like Pathfinder does now, where you're looking around and then all of a sudden there's combat. Just like you're talking about, Dave, there is, you know, you're you're in a game, you're riding your little horse, you down the path, next you know you come across some bad guys, and um, now you're in combat. So right. I think it's going to play a lot like that, yeah.
1: You know, in our example, and hey, we maybe need to throw out that there will be some spoilers in here. So if you are going to be going to the demo, we are going to talk, I think, in depth here that we we could have something that's a uh, spoiler for somebody. So, Um, you know, our example of that was narrative. Somebody stole something. You need to go get it back for X. And that's what we were doing. Exploration. We've come to the end of this road. There's now a cave entrance. We now go in the cave. We're in the cave. We're exploring the cave. We're pushing forward in the cave, um, and of course, I think Al, our wizard, like pushed ahead of everybody and took point. Is that right? Did you go point? Al, did you no, go that, was that was Larry. That was Larry. Larry jumped point as the wizard to <laughs> in the group. <laughs> do, you, do you remember why, though? And then he tripped. The do you remember why? encounter. No, why did he push forward? I forgot.
2: Larry wanted to see how death and dying worked in Pathfinder oh. 2.0. <laughs> oh,
1: so he was trying to trip his own little FAQ. He that is great. So, did yeah, he I die? He
0: pushed forward. No? Uh,
2: no, but we did get the rules on it.
0: Okay. Okay. I
2: should have, because as a cleric, I can heal crap for some reason.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You, okay,
1: you, wait, hold on. Let's did not heal anything let's as take, le- a cleric, just let's, FYI. <laughs> let's take a step back. Let's
0: take a step back. So so people may have been familiar with Pathfinder 1st Edition, and with D&D, you have classes, right? So 2nd Edition still has classes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. You're still rolling a 20 as your main do-stuff dice? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then do you have hit points based on your class or is like kind of walk me through the class stuff?
2: Well, um, you know, D- Dave, that might be a little hard because they didn't really get into that. They gave us pre-gen characters. Here you go. But the hit points did see a, seem to be a lot higher than what they have been. Oh, in
0: the OK, oh, yes. so your wizard was rolling around with more than six. Correct.
2: On Pathfinder, you started with a D. Like, if you're a fighter, you're D10 plus your con. Right. Uh, If you're a wizard, you're D4 plus your con or something, you know, something like that. Right. Um,
0: So, a level one wizard normally is real squishy.
2: Yeah. So, like, my cleric, if I recall, had 24 hit points starting or 26. And you were a level one cleric? I was level one.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We were level one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I, was
1: a, I was a HP, I think around 20. And what was your class, oh, Rich? Character. I was a fighter because I remember I had that ability to attack, uh, to protect an ally with my second
0: uh, attack.
2: I think you might have been playing the Paladin.
0: Oh. oh yeah. Protecting really other extra. people. That's You're a-
1: right. It was the Paladin. Thank you very much. Right. I, was up, uh, ur- I was a street urchin who came up into the street urchin. Street urchin or. I was a street urchin. <laughs> it's all about new classes oh we're
0: letting something out spoiler alert uh, <laughs> yeah so let's talk about new classes what classes did you see there um oh, new, new races i'm sorry i said new races well that race oh. had a new
2: class too right no i don't i don't think there's any new classes but there oh, okay. was the new race all right uh, so
0: new race what race did you see
2: goblins are now a playable class in pathfinder 2.0 the about go- time
0: about time they have their they have their goblin mascot. It's a, it's oh, only yeah. a it's only a matter of time before you're allowed to play as the mascot. Exactly. I
1: wonder if that was a new class like pyromaniac. <laughs> 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 you
2: know,
1: I think it says something like death leopard or, pyromaniac. On.
2: Or I'm trying. To th- th- there's the alchemist. So like
0: alchemist. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah the oh, pal- the alchemist on. has bombs. Okay. Yes. Do you want to do a spoiler? You yes. ready for a spoiler? Yes.
2: Yep. Kira is back. Uh, ah. All of the Pathfinder pregens that you played in Pathfinder are also the Pathfinder pre-gens in 2.0. Kira set the Paladin Saya some how are you. Say oh, that was name. me. Yeah, that was me. Yes, that was you. Um Valoros, the Fighter is back. Uh they're all they're same exact name, same exact class, Pathfinder Point two
0: Very cool. Except for
2: Goblin. Same pre-gens.
1: Yep. And and that was the hot one, man. That that guy was there
0: to play the goblin oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah he was like i want yeah, give yeah. me that goblin that's yeah. what i'm here for and yeah, he's all about that and a bag of chips <laughs> so that might be a thing that comes with all these uh, with all these playtests people like oh i hear there's a goblin i want the goblin everybody fights over who gets to play the goblin
2: oh i guarantee uh i think that was even discussion that um you know when this does release you know it's even though oh, goblins are gonna be a rare, <laughs> a rare uh, quote unquote rare race. Yeah. Every party will have like seven of them. Yeah, I was about
0: to say, I was about to say <laughs> the game designers can tell the players all they like that this is a rare thing, and the players are gonna be like, Cool, uh, we have eight campaigns with nothing but goblins.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm a goblin paladin, I'm a goblin <laughs> ranger, I'm a goblin shaman,
0: I'm a goblin fighter. Yeah, yep. it's gonna be nuts. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen, Guaranteed. All you. goblins all the time. Tell us about the act of just playing it, walking around. We talked a little bit about these phases. Actions. You- go over actions. Oh yeah, let's go over you actions. You want me to go over the actions? Yeah. Oh, go boy. over actions. You
2: going over actions? Oh boy. Here we go. Are you ready for action? Action. Yeah, and action. these are
1: these are action. combat actions, right? You are now in the in you are in the encounter phase. Okay. You are in the encounter
2: phase, and this is how it goes. So, what happens is now you have three actions. So, a level one fighter can actually attack
0: three times per round.
2: Oh. Heard of before? In Never the round, heard of before.
0: And round is still six seconds. Yes. Okay, yes. so he's so, he's he's making he's making a cut every two seconds. Got it. All right.
2: Yeah, you get three attacks, or you get three actions per round, and a, as many free actions as your character has, which they are actually listed on your character sheet, and you get a reaction also in your time frame if it is specified on your class sheet.
0: So real quick, you have a list of free actions. You can do each one of those once.
2: Yes. Okay. As many times as your character allows you. Is
0: ah, one okay, okay. And then you've got your three main actions and then the and reaction. Gets. Okay.
2: Yeah. Got it. All right. And then a reaction, only certain classes have reactions. Okay. So during those three actions, you can do whatever you want with them. You can move three times. You can take a five foot step three times. So think about a pathfinder where you have a large creature with a reach of 10. You can actually now do one five foot step two five foot step, three, five foot step. You're out of his reach. So that's kind of neat. I kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's th- that that actually changes a lot of tactics. If you can take oh, yeah. two five foots and then do an action, wow. Yeah. Tactically, yeah, this game two, is five way fights. different. Okay.
2: Definitely, definitely, you could take two five foots and still have an attack.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. If you do decide if you're right up you're the fighter. You're ramping right on someone's grill. You want to swing three times? You can. If you're the fighter, okay. however, on the first attack, it's at your full pluses the hit and all that your second one then is a minus five to attack Boom. the third one is a minus 10 to attack Boom.
0: wow yeah. so a first level fighter is probably not going to attack three times because they probably don't have a plus 10 well yeah he, he tried
1: and he did try you know as we try and play the rules are our, our fighter was a, a rando and yep. Uh, yep. he gave it a shot one time he said i'm doing it and yep. uh, yeah it worked out horribly
2: yep didn't work out so well Okay. However, which it should for a first level fighter. Right. Right. Yeah. However, if you're using a agile weapon or agility weapon, uh, Rogue, think, uh, short sword, something like that, a rapier, your second attack is at a minus four. Your third attack's at a minus eight, then. Interesting. So it's a little bit different for so, faster
0: weapons. So the agility weapons that are running off of Dex Ooh, mod. I like yeah. that. They get a slightly better to hit. Now, is it is it because they're going to get slightly less damage on the back end? Is that the deal?
2: I don't really know. What I think it's agile? just
0: because it might be
2: faster. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, because the the weapon has the agile trait. Right. Okay. And I right. thought
1: of the old speed rules in 1st yes. edition. When I was listening to that, I was like, oh, it's like speed.
0: So, yeah.
1: you know, certain weapons, like a big longsword, dude, there's no way that's as fast as a little rapier.
2: Yeah. That I really liked. I, I, I liked how the... You got those three actions, and you can do with those what you want. Um, so I, as a cleric, kept trying to get up into a spot where I could use my, um, everyone knows Pathfinder Planet cleric, and you, you can do the burst where you can heal all your friends or you get damage all the other. No, no I've never,
1: really- I've never seen that happen, Hal. How's yeah shut up
2: rich
0: <laughs> shut up rich uh
2: so anyhow uh can you mute him by chance any, well any way to do that? <laughs> but,
0: but rich does bring a point not everybody's played pathfinder not everybody knows the bursty healy thing so real quick just to kind of set the stage
2: so as a cleric you have a um you have a burst of positive energy channel positive energy and depending on the the feats in Pathfinder that you get, you can choose to eliminate certain clat, certain people to get healed or because when it heals, it heals everybody in a 30-foot radius. Friend so or foe. Even friend or foe. If you take feats, you can eliminate some of the foe. What's neat about this one now is if you're in there and you spend all three of your actions to cast that spell, now it will heal all friendlies in it and it will damage all enemies <sighs> in it. If they're undead, if they're undead,
0: now you're you're opening up. Does that mean that the casters, when they cast their spells, they can do better or worse depending on how much of their actions they're going to commit to that spell? Depending on the caster. So, oh if, my god, that is the awesome. Spell,
2: yeah, if the spell is semantic and also uh, voice, verbal, yeah. Verbal, sorry. um It takes two actions to cast that <gasps> spell. What? Wait, Again, wait, wait, feels wait. A little
1: like first edition. Wait, in the, wait, yeah, wait. The number of times a spell could take
0: what? before it went off. What? Wait, hold on. So, <laughs> like, because some spells have verbal components, they have somatic components where you're making hand gestures, and then they have material components. Right. Does that mean that a spell that has all three requires three actions to cast?
2: i that's my take on it
0: that's my i think we got
1: to throw that in the we'll see category yeah i
2: I threw that in the we'll see but i i do recall something like that being said so you got to start thinking about these three actions uh you you remember someone wanted to charge or something rich you remember yep now you don't have to charge
1: fighter the rando
2: fighter wanted to charge and so it takes two actions to do a charge and they're like, well, why? Why does it take two actions to do a charge? Well, you think about it. Your first action is running up to it. You get an attack with that charge. So your second action literally is going to be the attack. So Got what they're it. doing is they're putting all this, all these actions in there of, okay, yeah, if you want to twirl through that dude's legs and stand up and hit him, this is the many actions it's going to take to do that. Do you have that
0: many? You know. So, so, so this really helps with the, the GM that has a player who says, okay, okay, I'm gonna do this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and the GM can eventually go, ah, 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 that's three actions, right? You've now spent all three actions, yeah, in your description of all the things you want to get done. That yeah. I like that. I like that a lot because you know in, in Pathfinder and old D anD D, it was like, okay, you got. You know, you break down your combat turn, and it was like, all right, you got this free movie thing, and then you get a move, maybe another move, or maybe a move and an attack, or maybe it's all attack. And it was like, oh my god! But if (laughs) if everything is just an action, if everything's just an action, it's like, okay, well, an action means all these things.
1: And for me, as the paladin, I actually started using you know this new thing they had where I would move, raise shield, and attack. So my shield became part of my action structure, and it gave me a, I think it was a plus two on the return AC, to where if I didn't raise the shield, I was at my regular AC. If I threw my shield in there, I got a plus two, and then there was also shield bash, which I never took advantage of. So Um, wait,
0: return AC. What the F
1: is return AC? Oh, when, when they went to attack me back. Got it. Uh, my AC would have been at a plus two because I raised my shield. Got but it. They announced that. I just couldn't say move attack. Yeah. And you know, you know, I got my shield up but later. I had to walk You have to spend
2: an action to have your shield up to have that two AC. That is interesting.
0: Okay. All right. And so this whole action soul. economy, this whole action economy is really interesting. They've They've thought a lot about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, they really thought a lot about it because a lot of people were like, "Well, I don't want to spend an action raise my shield because you have to do that every time." But if you think about that, you have your you have your shield up. You are getting a two to AC. You can use that shield now to bash the enemy in the face as an action. That's two actions, and now you can use your sword to attack too. So you're you're essentially getting your shield bash and your attack. Now I don't recall that that attack with the sword and the attack with the shield bash counted as two attacks with the same weapon so i don't believe it came with the negative five penalty
1: oh. I could not be wrong. try it so i don't know that I would have been be awesome wrong to try okay I but- wonder if anybody's listening throw in the comments if you did do that during the demo that would be interesting to see if we could have done that i probably would have missed some opportunities now i was very concerned about my shield though yes because if they did hit me on their, mm-hmm. their on their turn, and my shield was up.
2: What happened, Al? It could become dented. Um, wait. It is, yes. Wait. Wait, armor, wait. 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 No yes. way.
0: No way.
2: Yes. Yes. The- your armor and your weapons can become broken, and this is why there's those three phases. Because in your downtime, then your rest time, you have to spend so much actions to then fix your shield. So it's not like your shield's broke, you throw it away. Sure. You have to spend time and you have your equipment with you out venturing that you can pound your shield out and it's still good for the next day. Right. You know, don't get it wrong where, you know, you think your shield's broken is done. Now it can become broken if you
0: don't take care of it. Fully broken. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that means sundering feats and all that stuff are suddenly way more oh yeah like long term yeah. way more interesting because it always was oh i'll take the oh, sundering feet some points in it yeah and it was like oh do a roll and either the guy's thing is broke or it's not and right. eh, you know later on he's, he's he's back again but now that it's like no actually this person had a long fight they spent all day adventuring and now they gotta spend some downtime to get their stuff together i'm really curious if that's fun you know like yeah i like to me as a GM, I love the idea that equipment gets worn, that people have to spend time nursing it back to health, doing a lot of people play Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. spending spending spells on Dude, like dude, DD used to have that. Like like first and second edition, I remember my stuff got dinged up and I had to cast spells or learn how to repair it and all that stuff. And then in three, it was just gone. Pathfinder one just wasn't there. Your stuff was always pristine. This is really cool. I, me as a yeah. GM, I love this idea. I'm just really curious. Is it going to be fun to play?
1: We had some yeah. people, as we just kind of discussed it amongst ourselves, that were like, no, that's ridiculous. Yes. So we hit some folks that were – that that the whole dented um, having to rework things or it's dented and now I can no longer use my shield in combat. They were they they just thought that was absurd and were okay. and weren't happy with that type of a rule. So I you know I'm not too sure they're going to appeal to everybody in these rules changes. Sure.
0: Well, and I wonder if like magical items don't dent as much as mundane and masterwork. You know, I'm guessing that there's going to be some more benefit to getting higher end gear when it comes to this rule set, and you know. They're going to tell you, well, this rule, if you don't like it, just toss it. (laughs) Don't have it at your table. (laughs) Uh,
2: And and you sort of bring it up another item there, uh, Dave, that if you recall that there were different levels of weapons, Rich, and I'm not talking about just, you know, plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five. I'm talking, okay, this was your standard weapon. Now here is a nicer weapon. And (sighs) here is a... Nicer weapon.
0: What
1: you know,
2: and it's not so much magical. It just it has, from what I'm guessing, master just...
1: craftsmanship kind of thing. Again, Wait, so uh, it's again, not just The first edition thing. I played around with it's.
0: It's is... not just like the basic weapon and masterwork and then magical. There's a there's more levels to this. Yeah,
2: yeah, and each weapon has its own thing so back i hate to backtrack to action so if you have a weapon that is just a standard weapon with flaming on it you have to spend an action to use the flaming as well and by the way
1: way. i don't remember any of this at this point i maybe was all focused on my dice
2: well a lot of that also i got from the uh the podcast too so okay definitely link that other podcast like because a lot of it is in there as well but i do recall hearing that
0: There's all these fighters out there that do really cool stuff, but then you get, like, one person with the right magical item, and all of a sudden they outshine everybody, and there's no cost to that. They just have this magic item that makes them way better than everybody else in the party. I kind of like the idea that there's an action you have to spend to get this extra bonus out of the weapon, or you just move on and do more attacks.
2: So I, I just wanted to throw that in there because, like, the one weapon had, like, I don't remember exactly, what it, but, like, sharpened or, you know, each weapon has its own thing. Got I mean, it. It, it. It was pretty neat.
0: Like, So, it, it, okay, well, hold on a second. That means that if you said sharpened, so that means that the weapon could have had the condition sharpened on it, which meant that it did better in certain situations.
2: Right. Right. Okay,
0: so now this downtime stuff—you're not just repairing your stuff, but you're now sharpening your stuff, which gives you a, a bonus condition for some limited amount of time, uh, stuff along those lines. So, okay, okay, that's kind of nice. I like that.
2: I, I really think what they're trying to do is um, put art role-playing back into it, you know. And and you you said it just a little while ago. The big thing with three actions is that your free recall pathfinder, you had uh immediate action or reaction, a standard action, a full round action, a free action of this action of that action to the other action. Then, Oh, there's that other one to that other action. And right. so they'd said, okay, enough three actions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People get dizzy with all the different types of actions and how they right. interact with each other. And it's really nice to say, no, 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 There's no more types. It's just, there's three. And then the reaction, can we talk about reactions? I was just going to bring that up. Oh, so, yeah. All right. All right.
2: <laughs> so you ready to get your mind blown, Dave? You remember those good old opportunity attacks that we all love and hate at the same time?
0: Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yes. Well, there are, they are, I don't want to say no more, but cert, only certain classes can do them. <sighs> So you might be walking by a monster thinking, oh, my God, should I really do this? Because it's going to attack me for free. And that monster might not have an opportunity to attack reaction. Oh, wow. However, the fighter that's standing there, when the monster goes to walk by it, the fighter has an opportunity to at attack reaction. The paladin has a reaction of blocking or something like that. I don't remember what it
0: was. Rich might remember. But is that, is that where you're that defending somebody? Defending somebody else?
2: I
1: had a reaction as a paladin that if I had an ally beside me and they got attacked, I could then re-attack the person that attacked them.
2: Well oh. right now,
1: did I say that right?
2: That sounds about right. I can't remember exactly. I,
1: I don't remember exactly because I only made it work one time and she kept even trying to set us up for it. Yeah. Like, the way we would line up and the way she would attack us because she was trying to make it happen for us yeah. to mm-hmm. see the mechanic. Right. And of course I screwed it up all the time. So that might be something
0: <laughs> that you know the the DMs that are running these games. It sounds like they are trying to help you play test. They're trying to expose oh, yeah. rules to you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's great. Yes. That's Old great.
2: Way. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the, the, they try to really get all the rules out there. Um
0: so so a reaction, there's different classes, they're going to have different kinds of reactions. Yes. Okay. And, and those are all combat-based reactions. We're not talking about investigation or exploration reactions or that kind of stuff. Well, you know,
2: Dave, I honestly can't answer that because I, I, we didn't get into it that much. There okay. might be some investigation reaction. They're really putting a lot of, lot of thought into the different classes and actually make that class who you want it to be. You know,
0: That's nice. That's really nice.
2: A 20 is a crit, period. And the story, you don't have to confirm it no more. Right. Which is nice. A critical fail, or actually let's go back to the crit, the critical success. Uh, if you roll a 20, it's an auto crit. Or if you roll over their AC or the check that you're trying to make by 10 or more, it's a critical hit.
0: Wow.
2: So if you have a DC check that's uh 15 and you roll good enough to where you have a 20 I forgot for that about that. pluses, Whoa. now you can critically succeed. You get more information or you get
0: now being now being super skilled in something actually matters.
2: Yeah, I yes. totally forgot about that. Oh my yeah.
0: gosh. That's, Thank that, goodness, dude.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Because like yeah. I always ran it like that at the table. Somebody tells me, dude, I rolled a 45. It's like, oh my yeah. god, a forty-five? <laughs> okay, yeah. here's a ton of information. But yeah. you know, that was just me. The the game yeah. never supported that. So that's really cool that they're like, No, no, yeah. no, actually in the rules now, we're just gonna boost you. Yeah,
2: yeah. because now you have a DC check and it's really, it could be really low that you get a little information but if you roll high enough you get a lot of information which she, that was put into play there with our, some of our rolls which is pretty cool. That's great. And then on the other end of the spectrum, a critical fail, if you fail by 10 or more it's a fumble. It's a critical fumble. Uh, <laughs> in essence you know if So you now there's this. One, now
0: there's this 20 point band. You want to yes. be above 10 under or, oh my gosh! Okay, all right. Yeah, I. So like that. I mean, I really
2: thought that was really neat. That okay, um, if you critically fumble, your weapon might go land over that direction somewhere. You know, I think I, I want to see that expanded on. I want to know what all that entails. Because
0: wow. so we talked a little bit about the magic in the action economy. Anything else about magic that's different or or interesting? <laughs>
2: Yes, you bring that up. and I got to try to remember it now. Uh, so there's resonance now in the game. In the morning, you have so many resonance. Let's just say you have six as a level one player. You have okay. six resonance. So it takes, I don't remember the exact figure on it, but say you're wearing magic armor. That takes one resonance to put it on. You put a re- magic armor on, it's on for the day. Bam. That resonance. Okay. You know, uh, you got a magic ring or something. Bam. That uh, resonance spoken for done. You got to spend all your resonance in the morning to put those magic items on. Weapons don't count. But say you want to drink a potion, that takes a resonance point. Now let's say you drank in three potions that day, your resonance are all gone. So what? You try to drink that potion, it has no effect.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: yeah. So yeah, I, there's resonance. I can't. I can't just
0: have on. a camel pack. Of cure, cure wounds on my back with a little straw linked to my mouth and just sucking it down as I fight, which uh, never. <clears throat> I've never done that in a game. I super promise. Yeah. But what? the wand
2: with 50 charges, a cure light wand with 50 right. charges. Yeah, that was always yeah. the
0: thing. It was like, oh, cool. We'll just do a wand of whatever. And now pff, people are just auto healed up to full if I have enough rounds to yeah. do it in. Yeah.
2: No, you, there's only so much resonance each player can use throughout the day. Now, weapons, that's not counted. But the, the armor, the cloaks, the rings, the magic, the potions, the you know, those things, they're going have resonance. Now, they didn't get into great detail on that, so okay. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Sure. So I can't go much more than that. But I do recall something being mentioned about resonance, and you have so much of it to use.
0: Did they talk at all about why there's a resonance cost? Like, why is there a new economy... Towards you using magic stuff?
2: I don't recall them saying anything about that. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that pans out. I don't have a lot on it. I apologize, but I do recall some of that. You
0: yeah. mean you don't work for Paizo and you can't just tell us everything? No,
2: no, I wish I could. I wish I could. Um, try and think of some other things that were brought up. Um, I
1: think that kind of... Uh, I know, I was kind of myself going, I think we're at the end of what we played with. I. I there isn't anything else that was really... Sticking out afterwards.
2: You know, all in all, I left there excited. I came home. I told everybody about it. I was talking about it the whole time. Being a Pathfinder player, um, I'm stoked. I can't wait.
0: Dude, I'm, that's awesome.
2: I'm, I'm calling it a reset, and I think it was a great idea by him. Pathfinder is awesome. Don't
0: get me wrong. I love the Pathfinder game. So, wait. Quick question. Uh, I think we skipped it. What are the rules for a death and dying? Well,
2: um, when we were talking about that, yeah, I, I think we did kind of just breeze over that when our dumbfoundedness of all the different actions we got going on now again, the simplified action. So, yeah, the death and dying, um, we, if you go to zero, you go unconscious and you gain the dying one condition.
0: Oh if it's a crit five. that takes you
2: there, it's two, a dying condition of two, dying, dying two condition. Um, your initiative then moves to right before the foe that hit you, that took you down, which I thought was super crazy. I mean, that, that to me was just nuts in the
0: head. So wait, your initiative Uh, now changes. So you get to act before the person who just took you down gets to go. Correct. Even if you were Uh, about to go, you have to delay all the way until right before their turn.
2: Right. Your initiative moves to the right before the foe that dropped you. Okay. Wow. And then what happens is you have to make a fort save versus the foe that dropped you. If you secede, it puts you at one hit point and unconscious. If you fail, you increase your dying condition by one. If you fumble that fail,
0: it increases by two. So, like, if you roll a one, it goes up by two.
2: Yeah. All creatures die at a whopping, fun-loving number of four.
0: So, if, okay. if somebody takes you down with a crit and then you roll a one... You're done. You did. <laughs> wow. I'm glad. I'm glad there's some risk in the game. It doesn't sound like there's a lot. You start off with a lot more hit points now, so that's good. But when you run out, hmm. you run out. <laughs> stuff, yeah. Is, yeah. stuff is going to get you.
2: Taking out with a crit, man. I mean, that's two. You know, it's you're halfway there.
0: Yeah, and if you, you fail, know, so. if you fail your fort save, it's another one. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Which right. I mean, I, I'm going to say your basic fort save against your opponent might be. Thirteen, fifteen, somewhere in there. It's there.
0: So wait, mark that for me. Versus opponents. So the opponents' con has a role to play, or or is you there make
2: a fort save versus a foe that dropped you? And yeah. I can't remember exactly how she described that. Do You, Rich, where where she's talking about the fort save where that took a took effect because we didn't actually get to do it. So I'm trying. I'm a little bit.
1: No, and I think that was part of the problem. Is you don't really get to stumble into every problem or everything they want to show you. So some of the things they just talk about and I'm kind of a hands-on learner.
0: Yeah. yeah. Guys, I, we we've talked a fair bit about this game. I'm super pumped to play it at Gen Con. I cannot wait. I can't wait. Well, I guess with that, we'll go ahead and close this one out. Uh, everyone at home. Thanks again for joining us as always have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits
2: or crit fails.
0: thanks for listening this episode was produced by me david gillespie with music provided by taylor our web presence is managed by amy nelson and if you like our style please leave a review for us on itunes it's the best way to help people find us Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. I
2: can promise this much. In my six-hour session at Gen Con, I am going to find out.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna find out. We're gonna gonna we're gonna go into death and dying. If I gotta stab somebody in our in our own party, we're gonna figure out death and dying. (laughs) Yeah. We could play it straight. We could play it straight for like the first four and a half hours. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden we just kinda look at each other, give each other the nod, and then we're just like tired gagex mode, mode, baby. (laughs) Everyone